Welcome to another episode of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys for tuning back in to a brand new episode this week. Continuing the concert reviews from the last decade. and Specific rock concert reviews that I've attended. I'm really glad to be bringing you a new episode after a almost three week hiatus. You know, you guys thought I forgot about you. But... You know how life gets in the way at times, especially with work being the number one priority for me right now. It, it got a little hectic, but things seem to be slowing down quite a bit. It still ramps up here and there. Just really haven't made enough time to to start banking more episodes. episodes. Excuse me, can't even get it out. Nonetheless, coming at you. On a rather rainy day on the day that I'm recording this here in Houston, that seems to be a normal day, nothing new. So in between doing work and taking care of all other things that come up in between, I am back for more. So we're going to continue where we left off on the last episode. And we're moving on to the year 2016, which was fairly, fairly good for me in terms of concerts and the bands that I went to go see for that year. It's It was one, two, three, six shows that I went to that year. I went through the transition of, I think, getting a job promotion in between way later in the year but we're starting off on Sunday February 21 2016 I went to go see Megadeth at the Revention Music Center now for this show I'm trying to recall who opened this show because I've seen Megadeth all the times I've seen Megadeth they've always been there at the Revention Center downtown was that the last time that I saw these guys? There had to be one more after that. Maybe 2018. What was 2016? I think 2016 was when I did the meet and greet. I met the band for the first time. Yeah, I think it was. Because, boy, am I losing track of time now. So the first time I saw Megadeth was Gigantor 2012. I remember that. So I went with my brother for that one. We ended up taking the bus to that show. Second time had to be 2014. Was it 2014? Or 2013? 2013. That I had a really good view for that show. So yeah, I think this had to be the... When I did the meet and greet for them, I met the band before the show. They had a cool ass VIP thing, whatever. Uh, who opened for them that time? You know, I honestly don't recall who opened for them. I think it was, no, no, yeah, I do remember. It was, I think it was this band called Havoc. And. This other band, who was it? Jesus, I'm blanking out on it. 
I'm blanking out. It was yeah, it was them, and then I think it was Children of Bodom. Who, you know, sadly, Alexi Laiho passed away. I think it was last month or two months ago. I ended up catching a front row view of them playing at that time. So yeah, <laughs> I had my first my first experience in the mosh pit, as they say, for that show. And it was just, I don't think I've ever experienced something like that before because I was literally being crushed. I couldn't move. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to be like this for the whole show, this is going to be a really bad experience. People were just shoving each other left and right. And I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't move. And I said, this is no way to enjoy a show. So I ended up bailing and I ended up going way out to the back. You know, I had general admission tickets, so... Anywhere I would stand it was a good view, in my opinion. Uh, I ended up bumping into a old childhood friend of mine who was also a, a rock and metal fan. And she was there. We hung out for a little bit. Enjoyed the show afterwards. Nonetheless, a uh, great time was had by all. Seeing Megadeth. After that... Boy, it was literally a, a days from, yeah, it was 21st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, literally days between each other, but that following Friday, I went to go see ACDC at Toyota Center. It was Friday, February 26, 2016. Uh, good seats from what I recall, not the best, I mean, you get what you pay for and Ticket prices pre-pandemic were just, even leading up to the pandemic, was just astronomical. Nowadays, I can't justify purchasing anything that's above $50 for a show. Sorry, I just can't do it anymore. I don't understand how these bands, I, I, I mean, I do understand they have to make money and go out there. Because they took a loss too, but how can you expect people to go see you? If they don't even have a job, they're trying to, you know, figure out how they're going to pay their rent for next month. Much less go see a show, but, you know. I'd missed ACDC a, couple, a bunch of times before, and oddly enough, this might be the last, the last time we see ACDC in concert, for the time being, because everything just seemed to fall apart right after that. You had at the time Brian Johnson having to sit out of the band after shortly after those few shows that they did due to a undisclosed hearing issue, but I think it was more to it after that. And I believe, well, then you have Axl Rose coming in to fill in for for the band instead of having to cancel these shows that that they had remaining on the tour. I think it was like some several U.S. shows and European shows. Uh, rather just continue and fulfill commitment. Then you had, you know, Malcolm Young had already, had he already passed away or? I think he passed away the year after, the following year. He was sitting out because he was dealing with his dementia issues and you know, unfortunately passed away 
succumb to those issues, among other health issues that he was already dealing with. Cliff Williams, the bass player, ultimately retired after that, stating that he could no longer do this if Brian wasn't in the band, or even Phil Rudd, the drummer, the original drummer, was sitting out too because he was dealing with his personal issues at the time. I think it was something like he was threatening to kill somebody and they he had to go to court for that and it got resolved eventually. It was just it was it was crazy. But it all just seems like it, it was just the, the, the Angus Young machine that was rolling through. Needless to say in twenty twenty one twenty twenty actually ACDC comes out with a new album. The the classic lineup, Sands, Malcolm Young, comes back together. With Stevie Young filling in for, for Malcolm on rhythm guitar. It was a good, sh- it was a great show. Uh, played all the hits, all the classics. Took the family for this show. Um, funny enough, I, I still remember to this day, there was a guy outside protesting the show. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to any, any sh- concerts, any rock concerts, or any concerts in particular. You have these people outside that are protesting. They're very, very religious people. And particularly for this one, you know, you're protesting ACDC, saying you're going to go to hell. And, you know, Christ is watching you. All this other, all this other bullshit that... They try to spew at you, you know, I'm going to enjoy a show, man. I don't need to hear your nonsense about how you believe this is going to happen to you if you listen to ACDC. Fuck that. Dude, I've been listening to ACDC my whole life. If I'm on, if I'm, and, you know, I hate to say this, but if I'm on the highway to hell, I'm sure as hell going to go down, you know, go down for it. But in the meantime, I'm just there to enjoy some good music. That's all. I could care less what what you think about it religiously or politically. It doesn't affect me at all. You know, a lot of people mistake just because they sing about going to hell and whatever that you believe in that stuff. Or that if you're singing about, you know, religious stuff or political stuff, that you believe in that stuff. It's not about believing in that. It's more about, you know expressing yourself and you know that's how you're sending a message you don't necessarily have to believe in the devil if you're you know singing about 666 like iron maiden did back in the day doesn't make you a satanist at all now if you decide to believe in that stuff that's totally up to you who am i to judge but it was just i think i captured a brief 30 second clip of that guy just yelling and People just walking past him. Some some people were be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Needless to say, those guys are the ones you have to be really wary about because they have the, the most skeletons in their closet. You understand what I'm trying to say here. But it was a great show. Nonetheless, we enjoyed it. it culmination of listening to the band for years and years. The next show was a actually a, a really special one. It was a Father's Day, Sunday, June the 12th, 2016. Great Father's Day gift for my dad. We went to go see Boston. 
out at the the Woodlands Pavilion for this one. You know, I'm trying to remember who opened for Boston that day. I want to say it was something like Dennis DeYoung from Styx and somebody else. God, my memory's going here. <laughs> if I had my if I had my my uh what do you call it? My photo album with these tickets, I have them all in chronological order. Sometimes I leave out some of these support acts, not because they're not important, but because I just forgot. Man, I want to say it was like Dennis DeYoung of Styx and somebody else. God, this is going to eat away at me. But nonetheless, Boston, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, of course. Tom, uh, not Tom Schultz, Bradley Delb is no longer in the band for years. But, you know, he committed suicide back in 20, 2007. And uh, some of these key players aren't haven't even been in the band anymore. I know Sib, the drummer, recently passed away a few years back. And uh, you have Gary Feel um, on guitar. And, of course, Tom Schultz is the leader, has been the leader for the majority of that the time in that in that band um boston i mean come on first album second album especially the first album it's just monumental it was we we had a great time it was father's day the the weather was just perfect quite possibly the the third and only show where i did not take earplugs for. I either didn't have any or I forgot them. I think I may have forgotten them. I don't know. But for the majority of every show that I go to, I've always worn earplugs because I do not want my hearing to go as I get older. Given the fact that I do go to a lot of these shows and, you know, that's a big, uh, it's a big no-no as you get older. A lot of people don't realize, but when you start having these hearing issues down the road, you start wearing these hearing aids. It's not good. No bueno. So we deal with that. And yeah, Boston was a great show. They haven't been back. I don't think they've been back since. Or maybe they have. I, we just haven't been able to go. So... Two months later, we have what I consider one of the best reunion shows I've ever been to. And it's funny enough because I was texting with a co-worker this morning, earlier this morning, and we were talking about Slash. And he brought it up and I said, you know what? You know, that Slash is a bad boy. He's a bad man on the guitar. At times, you know, people might seem like he's overrated, but you look at the guy. He's among one of the few that I put up there that is playing his guitar every single day. Whether it's like Joe Bonamassa, Zach Wilde, Neil Schoen of Journey. Who else do I see playing their guitar all the time on social media? Tracy Guns of LA Guns. But... This led to a whole culmination of 
what every fan was waiting for, which was the Guns N' Roses reunion of the classic lineup. Now, mind you, it's only three out of the five that are in the lineup. But that's what makes up this whole thing. Because look, they ended up playing at NRG Stadium for this one. Friday, August 5th, 2016. NRG Stadium. Did they fill up the stadium? You bet you bet they did. They had like Dead Mouse as the opening act, which is I don't know why they did that. Was it Dead Mouse or Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I think it was Dead whatever that DJ's name is. Anywho, um I had a few friends that went to that show. I was it was a it was a excuse me one second, you know, as I'm doing this, you get emails from work every now and then. And uh, let's see here. Anywho, I had a few friends attend the show. There's a co-worker of mine that I used to work with was at that show along with another buddy of mine. I actually ran into him on the way in. And I, we, I took the family for this one. It was almost like... Because Guns had already been touring prior to this. I know there was one time I missed going to the show. And it was on a Friday night too because both of these shows were actually on Fridays. The one I wanted to go to, I think, was like in 2012. But this was Axl Rose and just a lineup of touring musicians, really. His version of Guns N' Roses. It wasn't, you know, nobody. He had Bumblefoot in the band and like um, Richard Fortis. He was already in the band. DJ Ashba. And yet they were still, they were still selling out places, but they were only doing... A few limited run of shows for this, and for this one, of course, it's Stuff McKagan, Slash, and the rest of the crew. And you know, people are gonna go see that because that's what people were waiting for for years. Years, people wondered and doubted whether this was gonna happen or not because Axel and Slash just hated each other, couldn't get along, and never want to talk to each other. I don't know what happened. I uh, heard a story out there as ridiculous as it sounds saying that Andrew Dice Clay was the one that brought them together. You know, he was saying, you know what? Let me take care of Axel. All right. That fucking Dice is, uh, is a one of a kind. For him to say that, that he that he reunited Guns N' Roses is like me saying that I reunited the original lineup of Kiss, but... Who knows if that was really true? Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't want to be the one to say I, I reunited Guns N' Roses, but, you know, I'm, I'm really good friends with Axel, and, you know, it's like, come on, Dice, really? I'm still waiting for the sequel to Ford Fairlane, so <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Furthermore, this was a great show. It was The audio was great for it being a stadium show, from what I remember, of course. We had, we had good seats. I think the first time I wanted to go see Guns was 
they they didn't go on till midnight that first time but this time they didn't go on until i want to say it was like 9 30 maybe 9 45 very notorious for going on late but they they got it together this time which which was really cool because the last thing you want is for to be going on super late and you have people riot like they used to do back then you know if y'all remember the tour they did with metallica back in the early 90s you know for those of you that do remember i think i had just been born or something like that so there was no way for me to recall that uh, they came around here and played the astrodome i think faith no more was opening for them but i can't remember like i said you know i was i was just born around that time okay give me a break I have to go back and fact check my stuff on the internet. Even that can be kind of sketchy at times. So this next one here was very, very interesting. Given the fact that much like right now, I'm looking out the window, it's raining. That's nothing new. Uh, Houston had they they had held a, f a festival a rock festival before years ago when I was in high school. You know, back in my day, like they say, back when I was in high school, this had to be around maybe 2000. You know what? I'm actually going to look this one up cuz I'm going to be totally wrong on the date for this one. This festival was called Rock the Bayou. Very infamous Rock the Bayou. 2008 had to be, I think. Yep. So, this festival was held back in 2008, around the same time as this one is. This was in August. Took place Labor Day weekend. Um, former location of where the Astroworld used to be at. Now, they had four different stages for this one. I think it was different lineups for each day. So on the Friday they had they had Gilby Clark, Faster Pussycat, Lynch Mob, YNT, Skid Row, Rat, and Queensryche. Okay, so this is a these are all like the bands from from the eighties. From that MTV era. Saturday you had Brittany Fox, Bullet Boys, Enough's Enough, Great White, Dawkin, Lita Ford. Sammy Hagar. That Sunday you had Black and Blue, Lillian Axe, LA Guns, Slaughter, Ingve Malmsteen, Warrant, Alice Cooper. And then that Monday you had Firehouse, Kicks, Jackal, Twisted Sister, and Brett Michaels from Poison. From what I heard it wasn't it wasn't a success. It said here the festival had more than 100 bands confirmed, contrary to initial estimates that 40 bands would be playing. I think there was a lot of sound. I didn't go. I couldn't go because I really wanted to go, but, you know, I was in high school. I didn't have any cash then. But Houston Open Air was the next festival that came through Houston. By far the biggest shit show I've ever seen. 
in terms of festivals because I've had my share of festivals and you know concerts here and there let me go back and look for this number one you're doing you're doing a festival in Houston in the middle of hurricane season and much like right now a place where it constantly rains during that season Um, yeah, so <laughs> let's go back here. Open air. It was a two-day festival. September 24 and 25, Saturday and Sunday. Cool. So, figured, hey, I'm going to take a day off work. You know, that's Saturday. I used to work Saturdays. And uh, you look at the lineup, it's probably one of the best lineups I've seen for Houston and I'm going way down here you can look this up online they have the poster of it you know I still have a, like two t-shirts from that show from that festival yeah the Texas Hippie Coalition Jim Brewer hell yeah Seven Dust Anthrax Ghost Alter Bridge Ministry The Cult Slayer, Deftones, Alice in Chains, and Avenged Sevenfold. Now, what do you do when you have severe weather threatening your concert? Well, you, either one or two things. It still goes on rain or shine, or you just cancel the whole thing immediately. Sure enough, leading up to it, it was already a shit show. Because half of that Saturday had already been canceled due to weather. And I'm not talking about just rain. I'm talking about like lightning and stuff. Given the fact that this was being held outdoors here in the in the parking area of NRG. Over here by the Texans training camp. Uh, yeah, that was not cool. Of course, people were pissed because you spend money trying to go to the show and I spent much of that Saturday just looking for updates on Facebook as to see when they were going to open doors again once the weather cleared and <gasps> excuse me by f by the time the weather cleared and it remained like that for the rest of the day it had to be about maybe 3 o'clock 4 o'clock in the afternoon festival had been going on since like 10 in the morning so I figured cool they just opened Let's go. I was the only one going anyway. So, another show where I ran into my other my my coworker I mentioned before, and a few I think another guy I used to work with too was at the show. Um, I made it in just, and that was the only day that I went because unfortunately the day after was canceled. <laughs> and I'll get to that one in a minute. I managed to, the only bands that canceled out that Saturday that I was not able to see was Anthrax and Ghost. Bands that I would later go see in concert. So it all worked out. So the only bands that I got to see for this Saturday lineup was, I think by the time I got there, Alter Bridge was already playing. So I managed to see Alter Bridge. 
and it was two stages. It was then it was altar bridge, then ministry, the cult, Slayer, and Allison Chains. Let's just say for what it was worth, I attended a free show. Number one, because I mean, look at the lineup that I saw. All these bands were playing all their hits. I had never seen Allison Chains live before. This was the first time I've seen them live. Slayer, I'd seen already. And but I already knew what I was getting with that. It was intense. The Cult I'd never seen live before. Ministry I've never seen live before. And Alter Bridge I'd never seen live before. So it was it was great. Only reason I say it was almost a free show because the following day gets cancelled. And then out of nowhere, I see on social media circulating that Avenged Sevenfold was doing a free show if you brought your ticket. Because they were supposed to headline that Sunday. Of course, you know, they only limited to a certain amount of people. I didn't even bother going because I think I had I had work the day after, I think. Did I have to go to work that the day after? Yeah. Was I working Mondays already? 2016. Refresh my memory. Da, 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 da. No, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't... Yeah, I think I was working... I was working Mondays already. Yeah. That's correct. So, yeah. The... Reason being is that... They offered refunds for, for this. Even though we got to see these bands perform. Some of them. I got my refund back for, for both tickets. I said, hell no. Nah. You're not taking my money like that. And we haven't had an open air concert ever since. I just don't think. I don't think Houston is. You can't predict the weather out here. Because one day they'll say that it's not going to rain. And it just floods completely. And then the next time they'll say there's like a huge thunderstorm coming. And you get like 10% of rain. You can't really predict this stuff. Now. It's a lot easier if you hold these shows indoors. And they tried doing that for this. Uh, let me see. Did they end up doing it? They announced. Yeah, they ended up doing another open air. But this one was going to take place at the Woodlands. Unfortunately, I think this got canceled or it got scrapped. I don't know what happened. Let me see. It was supposed to happen. I don't remember if it actually happened. Maybe it did. I just missed it. They had a whole different lineup for that one. Oh, I remember why this was canceled. Right, right, right. So they were supposed to hold another open air festival this time in the woodlands the the following year which would have been 2017 and this was going to be uh, let me look at the lineup real quick same deal saturday sunday of course but you have you know you have covered seating for this one so if you get rained out it's just going to be in the lawn for this one it was going to be five finger death punch marilyn manson hailstorm Gojira, 
Prophets of Rage, Stone Sour, Mastodon, Suicidal Tendencies, Steel Panther, Zack Sabbath, Greta Van Fleet, Power Trip, among others. This was canceled due to Hurricane Harvey. I believe Hurricane Harvey had already happened when this was supposed to have taken place or before. Let me see. So this was September. Harvey came in like, what, September? Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to happen in October. If you go figure, you know, you had... You had all that go down, but her, the her, Hurricane Harvey had happened in September, the month prior to this happening. And the damage that that did, it was just, everything just got canceled immediately. And they never did anything like that again. Maybe down the road they'll come up with something new. I mean, they do have these uproar festivals and rockstar energy drink festivals and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know. Moving into what would be the final show for 2016. I have a funny story for this one because this was on Thursday, November 10th, 2016. I was actually on my second to last day of training for the for the new job that I was promoted to, you know, being a, a caseworker down in Seabrook. And I was having my training. It was a whole week of training downtown. At times, you know, I do miss going up there for these trainings because, you know, I'd be downtown. And ultimately enough, I think I'm going to end up working there down the road. So, uh, But I just so happened to have tickets for that show. And I said, you know what? I'm either going to take off because I had submitted my time off months ago months prior to this just to be sure but I said well it's during the week and I'm going to training during the week so I'm gonna have to sacrifice some sleep for that one and sure enough it wasn't cool but I made it through and so we went to go see what what would what came to be the came to be the final show for Black Sabbath ever cuz yeah that, that was that was the final show that Sabbath played uh, we had already seen them in 2013 and this was still that same lineup but it was being billed as the final the end tour we're not going to see nothing special out of this you're just going to see the band perform their greatest hits and just call it a day with that because number one, age. Number two, health issues. And that was it. I mean, that's it. Sabbath was done after that. It was a great show. Great seats for that one too, Toyota's. I mean, mind you, they're very cramped seats, but... There were good seats, and they wrapped up the 2016 edition of shows that I went to. 
What a great way to wrap it up. And those guys are still alive to this day. You know, they're still dealing with their ailments here and there, but you, you want them around for forever. But, you know, hence why they do these farewell tours and these final tours, because they want to be able to properly say goodbye to their fans instead of, you know, just dropping dead and all of a sudden the bands are no more. So it was great. I I really enjoyed it. It was a good time, a good uh, transition that I was going through as far as the job goes and being able to to go to these shows with more, I don't want to say more freedom, but I'm sorry about that, more, yeah, a little bit more leeway, a little bit more time that I've accumulated and you know to this day I'm still waiting to go back to to con- live concerts. I've only seen maybe what three live stream concerts since the pandemic started and still remains more than a year already that I was at my last live concert which was um Striper Warehouse Live February 14, 2020. That still holds the record. <laughs> Hope you guys have enjoyed listening to my ramblings again. I had to make some time away because I just had to. But I got a lot of stuff still in the in the works that I'm doing. Continuing with the show and wrapping up these episodes this is series that i was planning on wrapping up in 2019 but you know just like i said life gets in the way we got a lot of really interesting ones coming up we have maybe one two three four more episodes i should say this next one is really really cool that i'll be covering uh, let me see. It almost looks like a repeat of 2016, but in <laughs> a lot of these shows. But you'd be surprised. 2017, you're gonna be like, "What year is this? 1985?" Because all those bands were around then. To think they were still around during that time is it's, it's nuts. And you know what? Those bands that I'm gonna talk about in 20 for 2017, they're still around to this day. And they're still itching to get out. It's just mind-blowing. 2018 was, I think, the busiest that I had for shows. Because I started going to the Proof Rooftop Lounge. More on that as we go. And 2019 would be more of the same. And then 2020. So... Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Hangout Podcast. The rock concert reviews of the prior decade. Whatever the hell I called it. If you enjoy listening to this episode want to check out more, you can always go back and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Just search the Hangout Podcast with Juan Hernandez. I am on Twitter. You follow me on Twitter at Juan underscore A underscore H. And if you are a gamer or like watching live stream gaming or, you know, whatever, you can follow me on Twitch at Juan underscore A underscore Hernandez 91.
there is a lot of variety of video games that my buddies and I play from time to time. Or if I do some solo stuff from time to time. If that is something that you'd like to check out, it's there for you to watch. So at times these streams can go up to for one hour and a half to close to clocking in at three hours because we're just bullshitting around, you know, having fun. So nonetheless, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you next week.